Desire. Something that drives all humans towards the goals they want to achieve is the basis of human societal evolution. It's the thing that gets us to improve ourselves. But what happens when the goals and ambitions of a person is clouded by a life of mediocrity and contempt? What you have is Chainsaw Man. Welcome to Ink and Ideas, where we deep dive into the philosophical underpinnings of our favorite manga and anime series. Today, we're wrapping up our chainsaws to explore the intriguing philosophy behind Tetsuki Fujimoto's Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man takes us on a wild ride through a world overrun by devils, where survival is the name of the game. Our protagonist Denji is constantly fighting for his life in this cruel world. We can see echoes of existential philosophy. French existentialists like Jean-Paul Sartre argue that we're born into a world without inherent meaning. One of his most famous quotes is, man is condemned to be free. He argues that we must create our own purpose. Denji's struggle for survival reflects this existential burden. He's forced to grapple with the meaning of his existence, as he battles devils and chainsaws his way through life. One of the most fascinating parts of Chainsaw Man is Denji's ever-changing identity and goals. To explain Chainsaw Man, we're gonna have to start from the beginning. This is Pachita. This little guy's the Chainsaw Devil. He made a contract with Denji when his father died. Denji's father died when he was millions upon millions of dollars in debt. He owed all this money to the Yakuza, but it's never actually revealed what this debt was for. All we know is that his father died and Denji was kind of left to pay off the debt to the Yakuza. As Denji is at his father's grave looking down at it, he sees a creature slowly dying and realizes it's a devil. Knowing devils can heal from any wound with human blood, Denji gave Pachita a bit of his blood. But in exchange for Denji saving Pachita's life, Pachita now has to save Denji's life by helping him kill devils that he can now sell the bodies to the Yakuza. Later on in the first episode of the series, Denji is led into an abandoned warehouse. His boss from the Yakuza wanted him to slay another demon. But it turns out that the Yakuza boss actually sold his soul to the zombie devil. And the zombie devil's goal is to kill all demon slayers, I mean devil hunters. Anyway, Denji and Pachita are stabbed and thrown in the garbage. Like, li literally, Denji is thrown into the garbage. But remember how I said devils are healed by the blood of humans? Well, with Denji's body being chopped up, his blood drips onto Pachita's mouth and he's actually healed. At least healed enough to where he can make a contract with Denji before they both die. Basically, Pachita becomes Denji's heart, but in exchange, Denji must show Pachita his dreams. And now we get to the character that everyone's been waiting for, Makima. Makima shows up the next day after Denji kills all the zombie devils. Or minions of the zombie devil? Uh, I don't know, I didn't pay attention. Makima gets Denji to choose to either die by her hand right now or work for her and kill other devils in exchange for food and housing. The possibility of getting food and housing basically for free obviously intrigues Denji by the fact that he's just been eating garbage and cigarettes the last couple years. No, like there's a literal scene where he eats a cigarette. But notice how Makima is in this scene. Her first instinct after she assures Denji is not a threat is to talk to him very casually. So then, this your handiwork? Notice the soft tone and friendly demeanor in Makima's voice. The minute she knows Denji is not fully a devil, she knows she can manipulate him. Remember, Denji is a 17 year old kid. 
He grew up poor and having to fight to survive to feed himself. And does slightly. Hot Girl walks up to him and offers him safe shelter, a job, and food. It isn't hard to see why Denji would be quick to jump on board. This scene kind of just highlights the fact that Denji is very much attracted to simple things. This makes him very manipulable to people like Makima who can read him like a book. Notice the things that Makima specifically promises to Denji. Some of these can be argued to be part of human rights. Denji just lives in a different world than his peers. Where Mio is being there every day is questioned and uncertain. And that makes Denji and people who are less fortunate more subject to manipulation through simple promises. Denji's lack of ambition and satisfaction for his situation make him very manipulable to people like Makima because he becomes so easily satisfied to things that anyone can provide for him. But since Denji has grown up having to fight for these things, he views them as a luxury and not a right. His simple goal in Chainsaw Man is just a life of mediocrity. All he wants is the bare necessities. Many people in real life actually view satisfaction as a virtue, as if the desire to have more is just unobtainable. As if it's better to live in blissful ignorance of our situation rather than take a serious look at it and see how big of a hole we are in. As the series goes on and Denji achieves all of the things he wanted to do, he feels empty and unfulfilled by his actions, as if the goals that he had just made for himself were meaningless. His first goal is to grab a boob. Uh, yeah, it's weird, but what do you expect from a 16-year-old? Hell, I have the same goal at 16. But the act ends up being meaningless and unfulfilling to him. The girl is a co-worker of his who does it out of a favor for him, and it's very obvious that she's taking more pleasure in the situation than him. And that's it! Squeezing complete! Was it not the most splendid experience? <laughs> Stunned by just how fortunate you are? With that, Denji sets up a second goal, which is to kiss a girl. Which ends up with him getting a kiss from another one of his co-workers, who he killed a devil with. And the girl does it clearly as a reward for killing the devil. With no sign of her showing any form of intimacy from the action. And the kiss just going so badly that I likely just can't show it on YouTube with it being so disgusting. I'm getting nauseous just by thinking about the scene. What's suspicious though is the fact that the driving force for all of these goals is Makima. Makima is always the driving character through all of these actions. Always the one to plant the idea inside Denji's head, and kind of lead him on a bit. In fact, there are some scenes where she absolutely knows that she's leading Denji on. Just watch this scene in episode 2 right after she meets Denji. Miss Makima, do, do you have a type? Like in guys? Huh, well... Currently, I'm into Denji-type boys. There's not a doubt in my head that she knew what she was doing in that scene. But the thing is, that always works. Denji always listens. And she knows whenever Denji completes a goal, he's always unsatisfied with it. Leading her to try and make a new goal for Denji, just so he can keep fighting for her. Okay, I think that's the end of the video for today, guys. Uh, make sure to subscribe to Sighted TV. They helped me a lot with production of this episode. I can't thank them enough, and make sure to like and comment on this video to help it get more views in the algorithm. I'll definitely make a part 2 to this video if Chainsaw Man Season 2 comes out, but looking at the stage of Bappa, it doesn't look like it's gonna happen. And comment what topics you would like to see me do videos on next. I'm very interested to speak on more anime and the philosophy behind it. 
Also, if you're interested in being a writer or editor for this series, make sure to join the Discord below. I'll link CiteTV's Discord and you can actually message me there. And if you're interested in making your own series on CiteTV, we're actually trying to look for showrunners. So if you want to run a show on the channel, we can talk to you about it. Feel free to message me or Lloyd for details. With all that being said, thank you guys for watching and bye!